0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Anthony Booker, and welcome to the Gathering Place Ministries. Today we're going to be talking about from death unto life. From death unto life. John five twenty four and 25 says, here begins the reading of God's holy word. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. So far the scripture. Jesus introduces us to have life without judgment by simply believing on the Father sending the Son. The judgment Jesus is speaking of is the second death. Those that believe in Jesus are counted to be a part of the first resurrection. John 5.24 says of those that believe that they shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. Condemnation here is speaking of the second death found in Revelation 2.11 which says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be heard of the second death. 1 John 5.4 and 5 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? You as a believer have already overcome the world because you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. This believing causes you to not be heard of the second death. You immediately have passed from being judged into life because Jesus has already been judged for you. The Bible says those that overcome will not be hurt of the second death. The reason they won't be hurt by it is because they are part of the first resurrection. Revelation 20 verse six says, "'Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years.' The first resurrection is synonymous with the millennial reign of Christ. This millennial reign is symbolic and doesn't represent a literal thousand year reign on this present earth, but it represents a long period of time. This reign began after the destruction of first century Jerusalem, even though Jesus was already seated in heaven. The book of Revelation gives us an understanding of what was taking place before the destruction of the temple. Revelation 6, 9 through 11 says and when he had opened the fifth seal i saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of god and for the testimony which they hailed and they cried with a loud voice saying how long O lord holy and true dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth and white robes were given unto every one of them And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. The cry coming from the saints from under the altar is against Jerusalem, which was destroyed in A.D. 70. But in this passage, they were under the altar. Hebrews 9, 8 says, The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, While as the first tabernacle was yet standing, the Hebrew writer lets us know that while the temple yet stood, the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, heaven itself. This is why the souls under the altar in the book of Revelation are there. Notice what Matthew 23, 34, and 36 says, Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city, that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, the son of Barachias, whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. Jesus was speaking to that generation. Not another generation, but that generation he was in. The easy read version of uh, Matthew 23:36 says, "It says it like this: Believe me when I say that all these things will happen to you who are living now." The Lord avenged the blood of His saints on first-century Jerusalem. Revelation 18:23 in 24 and 19 and one and two says and the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee for thy merchants were the great men of the earth for by thy sorceries were all the nations deceived and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and and of all that was slain upon the earth And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory, honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. Jeremiah 7.34 was fulfilled in AD 70. Then will I call to cease from the cities of Judah and from the streets of Jerusalem the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, for the land shall be desolate. When the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed, the souls under the altar that died in faith as martyrs were to be seated with Christ in heaven. We as believers begin to rule with Christ in heaven as soon as we believe that he is the son of God. Christ then gives us that is, a sitting down. Ephesians 2, 1, 5, 6 says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This quickening happens when your sins are forgiven in water baptism through faith. The word quicken means to make alive or give life to. The Holy Spirit is the one who causes us to be raised to so our heavenly seated in Christ. Romans 8:10 through 11 says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Not only does the Holy Spirit cause us to be raised spiritually, but he will resurrect us physically as well when Christ returns. If Jesus has made us sit together in heavenly places in himself, then you are ruling in him and he in you. The first resurrection is not a physical resurrection, but a spiritual resurrection through the new birth. It is by the new birth that we are raised from spiritual death to our heavenly place in Christ. The hour had come for those that were spiritually dead to hear the voice of the Son of God and those that heard begin to live. The binding of Satan was foretold by Christ in his statement in Mark 3:27, saying, No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. Jesus said this at the cross. Colossians 2:14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way nailing it to his cross. Colossians two fifteen also says and having spoiled principalities and powers he made a show of them triumphing, tri- triumphing over them in his death. In it meaning the death of the cross. Revelation 20 and 4 says And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads and in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. This passage of scripture shows us many things. The beast in this passage being the zealot beast in Jerusalem that fought against Rome in the first century at that time but we must be careful to note beasts that rise in every generation. The thrones in Revelation 20 and 4 belong to believers, but in particular to the apostles as well. Matthew 19:28 says, And Jesus said unto them, Verily, I say unto you that ye which have followed me in the regeneration with the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. After AD 70 and AD 135, the Jews would be scattered into all the earth, and this is what is called judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Jesus calls the millennial kingdom the regeneration because it would be through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit that we would be raised to our heavenly seat in Christ. As we understand proper hermeneutics, the best kingdom quality we explain, this verse is the amillennial view. The amillennial view shows us that Christ will not rule a thousand years on an earthly throne on this present earth in Jerusalem, but he reigns in the heavenly Jerusalem now. In summary, a thousand years is in, or in the book of Revelation is symbolic for an extended period of time. As we stated before, the Bible says in Ephesians that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Uh, when the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed in AD 70, the heavenly Jerusalem came down out of heaven in the spirit. But it is yet to appear at Christ's peril seer, or when he returns. Christ rules from this place and he rules. Uh, we rule with him. He's seated in us and we are ruling in him because we are seated in heavenly places in Christ and he rules with us. Now, the dead saints that have already passed away are also with Christ in heaven. For to be asked for the body is to be present with the Lord, 2 Corinthians 5 and 8. Their spirits rule with Christ in the heavens. And at the same time, Christ rules in believers through the spirit who are alive on the earth. But again, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus through the Holy Ghost. John fourteen twenty says, at that day, ye shall know that I am in my father and ye in me and I in you. At Christ's parousia, that's his second coming, the spirits of those that are dead will reunite with their bodies that will come out of the grave. And we who are alive and remain will be caught up with them to meet the Lord in the air and shall forever be with the Lord. And it will happen in the moment in the twinkle of an eye. But when Christ comes, he is coming to judge the earth as we are going back to meet him in the air to escort him back to the earth. For in Jude 1, 14, 15, it says, and Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these saying, behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. This will not be the introduction of the tribulation period, or Jacob's trouble, because that happened in the first century. And there have been tribulations since that time, but it will be a time of trouble even greater than Jacob's trouble. When Christ comes, it will be the physical resurrection of all dead. John five twenty-eight and 29 says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, and in the which that all that are in the grave shall his voice, and shall come forth, and they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. I do want to make a correction. Uh, when Jesus was speaking in Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark 3:27, That was not on the cross, but that was referring uh, to the cross. That he would plunder Satan's uh, kingdom by going to the cross. Father, we thank you for this word. We pray that something was said to build your people to another level of understanding. That they reign and seed in heavenly places with you. They are seated in heavenly places with you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you called us to be kings and priests right now. We thank you, Father God, let us begin to reign. Let us begin to rule. Let us begin to realize the power that you have given us in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Be blessed.